0: Always.
1: What's, right. up? What's up? Sup everybody.
0: Can I t- tell you, even though it's been only a week, it feels like I haven't talked to you in like two months. I don't know. I don't know what it was like with this week, but I feel like I haven't talked to you in two months. But it's been like one week. I, I miss Word. you, Andrew. I miss you. How you been?
1: Uh, um, I've had quite the week myself. Um, I don't mind being open about it. Nah, I just had a real depressing week. Uh, my depression was really getting the best of me to the point that, you know, I got into like a little thing with my wife. But, you know, I ended up apologizing and ended up praying about it. And I'm just like, you know what, like, you know, I got to really get to a point where, okay, you know, it's not about me, really. It's about us, about all of us. And it's like, you know what, I need to just, you know, pretty much get a grip, And Mm -hmm. kinda like fuck off type situation where I gotta learn to not control. I mean, you know, except the things I cannot control, pretty much is what it all comes down to.
0: Absolutely. I completely agree. So um I have some people that I'm trying to bring into the room as we speak. So um I've invited them. Hopefully they got the invitation if somebody's trying to call me in. So
1: Rayners here and then um the other somebody Yeah, somebody else is here as well. So I'm going to... Uh, I'm
0: trying to get in, so Rainer, let,
1: yeah, yeah, so oh, I might as well make the announcement. So we mm-hmm. do have a new member of our team. Um, I am excited for this one because um, to think our first encounter was on the open mic. Was that last week or the week before? And uh, Rainer, what's going on, buddy? Good morning.
2: Good
1: evening to you both. Yes. <laughs> So, I'm happy to announce that we have a new member of our team, and that is Cody Taylor. Brother, welcome to the team. You guys were phenomenal on Tuesday with the Popcorn Poetry, and um, welcome, man. And um, Rainer, thank you for um, doing this interview with us, man. So, I'll start with this. How are you? How was your week?
2: It's been a busy week. We're transitioning uh, our organization (laughs) A parent company, so uh, it's been challenging, um, changing the way we work for six plus years to now. Mm. The mm, parent okay. company's way, but it's been challenging. But it's good to keep busy, right? Boredom's always my worst. Oh, of course, enemy, so it's good to keep busy.
1: No, oh, of course, of course. Um, so, what makes you happy? Tell me. Let's go. Let's let's get right to it.
2: What makes me happy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very simple things, really. I look for joy in uh, in simplicity in life. I don't need a exotic meal in a uh, uh, fancy re- uh, up end restaurant. I'd rather share a meal in a low end restaurant on a street with people, with real people. Authenticity is probably what's key to me. I'd rather have a, uh, a meal or a drink with in a downtown place with um, somebody who's authentic than in a, sit in a fancy gala restaurant with uh, falsehood. Um, I like nature. I like, I don't need to uh, go to uh, exotic and expensive resorts. I'd rather, when I visit places, I'd rather visit places on the street level uh, we are mixed with the people from that culture. Um, so, yeah, very simple things make me happy.
0: Well, I'll tell you why yeah. I think Andy asked you that is because both Andy and I had pretty, and I'm going to say, pardon my French reader, we had pretty uh, shitty fucking week. So, we always look to you because you always, I, I, I mentioned to this last time when we saw each other on the open mic that um, I really respect the way you write because you write in a way that you're learning lessons from your own experience, but I draw from that as well. So I think that's kind of where I think Andy's going with because you've had poetry that has kind of brought light out. So, like, what's one of your poems that, like, has done that, has brought, like, that happiness back into, like, a dark time? Like, can you talk about any of those pieces that you've done? Because I know, that I I need you to to heal my soul tonight, Raynor.
2: I'll try my best to. So I started writing... (laughs) <laughs> I started riding um, I travelled this vast continent that I live in in Australia on a motorbike for 10 years I rode with the wind, I had no place, I rode alone, friends wanted to ride but I wanted to ride alone I'm here today and I would have met people on the street level in little towns to big cities where we would. I would heartfeltly say let's Next Wednesday for dinner. But I could wake up on Tuesday morning, look outside my window, took me an hour to pack my bike, have a shower, and I was on the road, and I'd be ringing that person 500 kilometers down the road saying, "Sorry, I've got to take a rain check on dinner tonight uh, because I'm 500 Ks away." I've moved on. And this is how I lived for 10 years. And in that time, I met some great people. I stopped to help a lot of people along the way. And if I may, I'll read a piece called The Traveller, which will encapsulates that journey and what my life was like. I was that nomadic writer stopping to help people. But when that job was done, I moved on.
0: I think that's a great idea. I would absolutely think we should kick it off with that.
2: All right. The Traveller. As he arrives, warm smiles to greet. A subtle hesitation for they know him not. This is soon to be a passing phase. All he seeks is simple love, peace and harmony. Unity among us all, for we make up this world. But trouble surrounds him. He seems to follow its wake. Perhaps trouble is his real name. He hears a cry for help in the silence of dark nights. Somehow, he is there at the right time and place. He pauses for a while to lend a helping hand. Then he moves on, leaving no trace behind. No, not a footprint on the shadows of this land. For when the traveller goes, a cool wind blows. Lord, peace, love and harmony you have taught him. Why, when these you do not grant him? The, the sweet love and joy of kids. You grant him in abundance, but still, you grant him not any of his own. Often the love of the people, mistaken by others for reasons of their own. How to genuinely love you have shown him, but a wife, he still eludes. I guess what good is a partner and kids for a life on the road, if it's not? Is it not wasteful, the love he has learned? When there is so many that preside in love they have never known, the tools to be of help, is it not all he would need? Many cry out his names, but it is to no avail. Stay for a while, they say, perhaps a life or maybe more. But just when it is felt he will stay, he is but simply gone. Does he not tire or cry in the still of night of the many goodbyes to the many he has known what is the purpose of this life O lord where does thou take him on these long journeys in the dark of night deep into places unknown where does it go what does he see is there something out there that simply eludes my frail eyes is it to the place called nirvana that he calls home you seem to know the best, sweet Lord. Thus I shall leave it unto thee. Maybe one day you will grant him all that you have taught him. Perhaps still that day, which only you know when, let the cold winds flow where the traveller may go.
1: Wow. I felt that like, like you... you you're, it's not driving, but you're walking on the road. And these are the thoughts that are coming to your mind. Uh, I'm trying to think what book it reminded me of. I don't know if it's called that. Is it called that Alchemist? I think is the name of that book. It's what it reminded me of. But it was it's just to that degree. That's what I got of that. Like like the person has the, you know, the stick and the, oh my God, on a polka doc hanky that has his stuff in it. And that's what I'm thinking of. That's what I thought of. Like he's just walking. And it's like. These are the thoughts running through his mind, and these are things he's thinking about and things he's wondering. And even though this is the life I'm in right now, this is the season I'm in right now, but yet I know there's more for me than what I'm at right now. Like, that's, that's what I got from that piece. That is a very... At least that's how I spoke to me kind of thing. And I Absolutely, love that. Absolutely, and um,
0: I see how you got that. Uh, Cody, what about you? Did you pick up any kind of connections through? I know that you're, he's uh, pretty well run. And if you're just joining us, Cody's kind of a, a new addition to our team. Uh, if you were with us on Tuesday, he helped me out interviewing uh, our popcorn culture <coughs> people. But uh, Cody, what about you as far as this travel?
3: Nice, nice to meet you, Cody. Nice, nice to meet you too. Um, can you guys hear me? All right. Oh, yep. perfect. Okay. Yes. All right, so... Um... I did not intend to do this tonight like to 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 say yes to this. Um it's been one of those days. I think we've all been going through it. Um at least that's what it feels like. It just feels like everybody's kind of white knuckle it through whatever we're calling this thing. Um I guess life. Anyway, I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why I'm doing it. Um I guess because I don't know, guys, this has been one of those days my brain's been blown open. The world has just either gotten huge or the bottom's about to drop out, and mm-hmm. I don't know which way it's going. But uh, it feels like it's going in that big direction, like, you know, something, something's going to happen. That is to say it's been a rough day <laughs> today, and uh, I didn't want to get out of bed. Um, I had to kind of hustle to get, you know, a shirt. And hat on, so, so you didn't see my bed head and and so forth. So I'm here. I'm showing up. I'm saying yes to this. So um, I appreciate you guys having me um, and uh, asking me to do this. Um, just be nice to me today because I'm a little sore. <laughs> like my head, my head hurts. It's it's kind of a tangle of uh, frayed wires. So just bear with me, okay? Well, you're doing <laughs> so, great. So I think thanks you'll... for asking me.
0: Absolutely. So. Rainer, to me, like, again, with the whole traveling piece, uh, and, and again, going solo, um, that takes a lot of courage, but it also feels also cold at times, probably selfish at times. So, wh- can you talk about your drive as the solo um, traveler, the explorer? Because it looks like you weren't necessarily looking for something, you were looking for something to find you along the journey. Is that kind of... Your experience, because ten years across the continent of Australia, you're going to see a whole bunch of, of amazing things. I imagine.
2: Yes, it it was twofold. It was twofold. I started off, so I I carried a lot of scars in after losing my father at twelve, mm-hmm. for a, and he died on the 21st of December. So oh, wow. every Christmas, mm-hmm. I was uh, I would find, and he and I were close. We had an uncanny bond, mm-hmm. and. For many years, um, at come Christmas time, I would instigate some form of unpleasantness, an argument within the family or within Mm -hmm. friends. It was me hitting out. And I know mum and dad, As doesn't matter how tough times got, they tried to give us the best Christmas they could. And someday I wanted to give that to my Mm -hmm. kids. And every time I was hurt in life, I hit out externally. I was an extroverted personality. The mm-hmm. bars, the clubs, the violence, I was into that. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I was well on my way to a prison. I knew mean, this couldn't go on. And this was the time. Uh, I was going to say you was... said
0: violence. I was like, I was, I was kind of shocked when you said violence and then that you just followed Yuck. up. Yeah. I almost was in prison situation. Because, uh, Raynor, to me, you, you come off very peaceful, uh, very calm and even keel. So to hear you say violent and then also almost. Uh, you know, being in prison, I I, I got to hear more almost if, if, you don't, if you don't mind indulging
2: us. A um, um, I'm an open you, book, and what's in me, wow. I don't know. He's history. giving me perspective
1: right now. You're giving me perspective right now, because I think I'm going to learn more about my father today through you right now. So if I thought, like, whatever you're going to say, I'm listening, bro, because this is it, it's so going to be an impactful. It's going to be impactful. I know this right now. I already I, know it.
0: Mm -hmm. Again, the wisdom here, the wisdom here, because obviously there has been some sort of learning that has happened and and wisdom that's come forth. And that's why, again, I feel like I'm learning through the lessons that you're expressing here tonight. So again, if you're just joining us, we are speaking to the most amazing person who has joined us almost every single open mic. And I could listen to you read the dictionary. Honestly, we heard him read um, a poem earlier Um, It was so amazing. It was the traveler. Um, About his uh, time, ten years traveling solo, by the way, across the Australian uh, continent. And um, that's the one. uh, I've only been to a few places, and Australia was one of them. So (laughs) I, I was still like, we're buddies. We're buddies in this. So again, let's talk that more time.
3: I know.
2: If I can digress a bit, just one of the, it's funny how um, uh, things happen in life, right? Uh, the two movies, Wolf Creek, which was based on the serial killer who was killing the backpack of uh, murders, I did not see those movies till after I came back because I rode through towns like that. I lived through little towns and stuff that was in that movie I'd experienced other than being held, having a gun to my head. So the violence side... When I was growing up, Melbourne today is a very cosmopolitan city. Back in the... Uh, uh, 30 years ago, it wasn't. There was a lot of racism and things like that. And I was like the only single dark skin um, kid in a school of 500 in, a, in rough suburbs, for example. So, And the time of the skinhead gangs and so forth. So when I was in my early 20s, I had a principal of a very prominent primary school try to declare his own mu- uh, daughter mentally unstable so she couldn't leave home because she was going out with me that's what I grew up with so this is where well, the violence was gr- and my wow. mother used to pray that I would learn to turn the other cheek well this particular person when the doctor threw him out of the office he agreed that I could see her the first night we'd gone, uh, we'd gone out we'd come back close to midnight I've still got one arm stuck in the seatbelt he was a six foot five guy he's taken a crack uh, something snapped in my head. I was always into retaliation. Something mm-hmm. snapped in my head and I thought maybe if he vented his anger on me, she's safe. So I stood in the middle of the street with my arms down and I was heavy into the martial arts and I'm have to drop this guy. I stood there, let him take pot shots off my head. When he exhausted himself, I went home. I sat on my couch with blood dripping down my face. Uh, mm-hmm. But something told me this is not over. Ten minutes later, the phone rings and it says, and he's turned around and clocked her. Then I went through the avenging angel. But that was a key point in my mm-hmm. turning point in my life because at that point, this guy stood for everything I was mm-hmm. against. Mm-hmm. But he gave me the best gift in life to be able to turn the other cheek to overcome that weakness in me.
0: I, I feel he like, saved I feel me. like it, yeah. he saved oh. me
2: from, from a prison and andy to your point about how did i overcome uh, my father's that one christmas i left my mother uh crying in at the front door and i took off up into the hills for two weeks i just had dehydrated food and i just walked where i didn't see humans where when I wanted to scream out and cry out my pain, there was nobody to put their arm around me and say, wow. son, it'll be all right. I left that pain out. I screamed it out in the top of these mountains where there was not a soul around to hear me. When I wow. came back down off that mountain, from then on, I was able to enjoy every Christmas. Wow. And, and that was the pre Cursor to my travels on the road because then I met this lady I think Angelo the first time I met you I read a piece called the mirror of time my very first poem I wrote so this lady who came into my life when I was in my mid-20s we were only together for about six months but we would answer a question but the question was never asked we would go to a restaurant every time our first and choice a second choice of our meals were the same so we'd get both those and share it it was, we never had a harsh word, but we knew we, this couldn't go on because the rest mm. of the world ceased to exist. Yeah. And that when she went, it was like two halves of an, off an apple like that and nothing else existed. It would not have grown if it stayed together. When we, when we walked apart, I had my martial arts, which I was training hard into ground myself. Mm. She was in a psychologist's office three days a, a, a week and a crash course in yoga because she was just a trembling wreck she was a school teacher so that to overcome that then I started looking that was a big change in my life because after we finished that extroverted person that always vented his pain outside started looking within and that's what instigated my troubles and the reason Angela for me traveling alone was I didn't want that mother or that friend or that sister to put their arm around me and say it'll be all right had to. I was. I wanted to walk through the fire to cleanse myself of all the pain, the scars, to find that strength within. And that is why I travelled. So that I was alone. I was with strangers who knew me not. And in that is where I met some beautiful people. Mm-hmm. And I. And I've never. I never worry about hierarchy. I speak to my managing director the same way I speak to my, the janitor. Mm-hmm. I treat my own son, who I love to death, the same way I would treat somebody I dislike yes I live I have those boundaries obviously uh, blood's not thicker than water with me but Mm -hmm. um, those boundaries if my son crosses them or somebody I dislike crosses them Mm -hmm. the repercussions are the same if my son was in need as somebody I dislike was in need dying of hunger I would be there to help them Mm -hmm. but I still dislike them (laughs) that doesn't change I dislike who they are. And in these travels, I was meeting so many people mm-hmm. and I was helping people that really I quite often tried to put me down. Mm-hmm. But I guess it helped them being them, helped reflected and gave me the opportunity to be the better person inside. And that's where my break was. And that's what my writing is all about. I wrote a piece called Different Walks of Life that was based on two dogs I had, both pedigrees, but one was a, a I used to show one of them, mm-hmm. and the other one was a breed that's not recognised in within the Canine Association mm-hmm. of Australia. So, and the, the oh, one wow. who was re- recognised as a boxer, he was mm-hmm. just winning accolades and everybody adored him, and the other one was treated like the street dog, and she was one of the best dogs I'd had. She's one of the, the best dogs i lived in care of my kids. And I wrote this piece called Different Walks in Life that relates. It's, it's in a dialogue between two dogs, but if you think of it in terms of it. our society and our community yeah. and the way we live and the way we live in hierarchies, the way we look down on downtrodden people, this speaks all of that. If I may, I'll read that if I could. Perfect.
0: It's, it's a lengthy
2: yes. one, but no, it's but like it's, a dialogue between two
1: dogs, right?
0: I love it. I'm like, I'm so enthralled because I, I, it's, it's, I'm enchanted. I'm enchanted. I can't wait to hear how it goes.
1: Yeah. I'm like speechless right now, cause um, you you said a lot of stuff that kind of hit home for me, because um, especially the Christmas thing about your dad and stuff like that. I relate to that on so many levels, because one, I remember when my grandmother died, my father's mother, and that that pain that you talked about um, that really runs deep in me, because growing up, I grew up seeing my father get depressed around so he she passed away the day before new year's eve and um that really so even though i was still young but something about the atmosphere changed in that house because from that moment on it was like okay this is a side of my dad i never saw before so every year he would get depressed he put on his boleros on uh, put her music on. He started crying. I remember my mom used to get mad. And it's like every year, like, he was always depressed. I mean, eventually, he got to that point where he got older that, okay, he kind of stopped doing all that stuff. But he never celebrated Christmas. He never celebrated New Year's. He would go to sleep early. He was just too sad mm-hmm. to, to um you know, to really celebrate those things and it's crazy too because like what you're saying is really resonating because it's like my father's been dead for five years now and it, like I look back and there's times that I, I, I see things that trigger me I guess you can say mm-hmm. that I have to make sure I don't fall into that same generational thing because um he I, um, he died March 8th of 2018 so it's one of those things that I'll look back like every time that day comes, mm-hmm. like, it's very uncomfortable. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. so I have to remind myself, okay, I'm not mm-hmm. alone. Mm-hmm. Like, well, my, I have a wife, I have a son, and I don't wanna put my son through the same thing as that. What I wouldn't want-
0: Absolutely, and you're doing a great yeah. job. As far as- and It's hard, it's hard. Because I think that's what Rainer's saying is that he, when he went on a solo journey, he wasn't necessarily wanting to connect with his family, but, but connecting with the world as a human. Mm as like, I'm going to treat you how I want to be treated. And that's how I'm going to yeah. experience life. And that reminds me too, as being an, a, a teacher and teaching biology, how, you know, variations, we're all the same species in the this, this different walks of life. I, I'm still so enthralled to hear how we're connecting Um, how, because again, like being actualized um, and having just, we are, I, I just could you, I had like this beautiful thing, and I just lost excited. I'm so excited to hear. About I hate it. what that, yeah. Yeah.
1: But I have. Yeah, I get what you're getting. There's this, this
0: conversation between these two dogs. I, I just want to hear how this goes and how we're again the sweetest dog. Was the dog that we didn't actually, you know, stereotypically would look at because it wasn't the purebred, right, the you know, recognized right. breed? Yeah. Um, I yeah. gosh, I, I'm, a, I teach bread um, and I said, bread. So, so Rainer, please, can you grade? Yeah, your yeah, yeah, and your boys. Oh, will
1: yeah, and um, I was gonna say, um, Cody, you have any thoughts?
0: We want to hear Raina read. That's I think Cody's thought, right, Cody?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to hear Andy before
2: I go. I'll, uh, my mother drove a n further nail home. She went on the fourteenth of May, which was Mother's Day. So next in Australia, 14th of May two thousand and seventeen. Wow. So in next week, or fourteenth coming up in a week, week and a half, is my mo- the sixth anniversary of my mother's death, and she went on uh, on Mother's Day. So they both made sure that I'll never forget the days of their passing Wow! Anniversary, so, wow. Yeah. Wow. But, uh, the, and Angela, both dogs were actually beautiful dogs, but this talks about, of course. there's really lovely people in every scale of life, but arrogances and prejudices and all these small, simple thoughts is how we sometimes is very real in the communities we live in, right? And,
0: and, so, and also too, just, to, uh, real quick, uh, cause, um, with biology, there's only one species of dog and that's the canine and that we recognize many different breeds, but there's many different species of avian, you know, different birds yep. and all that stuff. So that blows my mind. And a lot of it has to do with artificial, um, you know, mechanisms of evolution. And, and we've actually bred the dog into, you know, appear bred's actually genetically inferior because of those genes. So again, I think we were just going to hear this beautiful theme throughout of how we all need to connect because there is an interconnection for all of us
2: okay, <laughs> different walks of life. hey, you who lo- loiters over there, the mangy the man- the curse excuse for a dog, how ghostly you look you a disgrace to our kind, what breed are you anyway? Have you no pedigree? I am off a high-class bloodline. What are you, you ugly old thing? Did I see you eat from that old bin? Oh, how grotesque you are. How greedily you eat, eat such muck. Have you not seen food before? Have you not a beautiful red bowl, something clean to eat from? What is that? You even sleep on that pile of dirt at night? Do you not have a clean, warm bed away from the cold? Go away, smelly old thing. When was it that you last had a wash? Look at you wag your tail. Do you expect a smile from a passing soul? Why do you look at me so? Have you got nothing to say? What purpose do you serve in life? Is there no place for you to go? Run along, gutted dog, you corrupt my space. Stray along the road, find others of your own. Seek refuge together. Live in the dirt you were born unto. I shall urge my mistress for a wash for you. Pollute my air. Perhaps then find, then a fine meal in my big red bowl. I shall go, my well-bred friend. Live in your ignorant world. Look through closed eyes. Be blind to life. Be the king of your castle. Be a reality unto yourself. Fail to learn from life around you. Fool, do you not see that I gave meaning unto thee? The gutter that I sleep in gives meaning to your warm, cosy bed, as the bin that I eat from does to your big red bowl. Without my dirt-ridden body, what reality has your fine fur coat? What truth has your bloodline without a nobody as me? See, the muck that I eat gives life unto me, but you live for the fine food you eat, the warm, cosy bed. Go ahead, ask your mistress to hold you, for I walk alone. I go any place. The world is my home. Stay within your limits, friend, for you may not survive, for you remain a prisoner held by the frame of your mind. I live life to learn from life. Give reality to the likes of you. Is it not your Life, dear friend, that serves no purpose. You waste the pampered life that has been so kind to you. You live for your bloodline, the prestige of your home. I live simply for the growth of my soul. Learning of life from the gutter to the throne. Fool step down from your throne and take a good look around. Learn that your fine fur coat, the material of your home is made up of the dirt dirt that I sleep in, the elements of the earth. Before I leave, my foolish young friend, I shall leave you this. Purity and power within, is it not the true reason for
3: you living? How? Like, like, my head has been just quite open today for some reason. So how 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 do you decide to end that solo journey, take that hair shirt off your back, quit punishing yourself for all the, you know, things you may have done and things that may have been done to you and quit messing it all up. How 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 do you do that? Like how do you know when it's time to end the the you know one man show and add, you know, a bigger cast? And, and okay. like what <laughs> I don't know. I'm lost, and <laughs> like don't know. To me,
2: uh, I guess it was when I felt within that I had found that strength to be who I am, irrespective of what my circumstances were. Whether it was I was walking through the fires of a broken heart, whether I was walking through the fires of burying a friend or scraping them off the road in a uh, in a uh, auto or motorcycle accident, when I Could uh, felt the same whether I just won a million bucks and I knew I was me, irrespective of my external circumstances. And then I met my ex wife now, who I was married to for a long time. She had two young kids, they were two and a half and four. And I gave my heart to her. And at that stage, we didn't have our own son. And I wanted to be that father to them that my father was to me, although they weren't my own. And today I still share her, although. She and I have broken up, Uh, um, I still share a good relationship with uh, the boys and their kids and they all adults now. Uh, And I guess that time felt right for me that I could give my heart again because I knew who I, I was. I wasn't half a person coming up to her and saying, hey, I'm a half a person, let's together make a whole person. I was me, intact, full, complete. I walk alone, I live alone today, And I'm happy in that. But does that mean that I'm shut off to love? If that right person came who could love me unconditionally, that would love me for who I am, I would willingly give my heart. But I would not have be with somebody tomorrow because I'm alone or lonely. I'm alone, but I'm not lonely. And that's a key difference Mm. there. And I think when you found that within yourself, that completeness, I think is where you would... uh, and Andy, to your question, as I said, you 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 miss your father a lot. But I have seen enough in life. I've lived in, I've experienced a lot in the paranormal world. I have been through past life regressions. I have seen in my dreams in in in. Uh, in um, um, what do you call it? Um, hypnosis and so forth, and re- past life regressions. And I know that the other world exists because my father is still around me today. So although you celebrate uh, your each day with your wife, your son, and your and your fam- close friends and family, your father
1: is always around you, my friend. Can Never you did. No, I, I, definitely yeah. that. I definitely believe that. I definitely
0: believe that. I want to hear more about um, the past life regressions if because uh, you, you mentioned that. If you yeah. can speak on that, I'm very fascinated by that. Yeah. And then, um, Cody, I'm going to bump you out for a second because uh, I think we have a guest that wants to say hi. So I'll pull you Thank back you. Off okay. No okay. worries. Okay. I'll take care of it. See you
2: soon, Cody. Okay. Hey, nice to meet you, my friend.
0: So I'm sorry, Rainer, go ahead.
2: So with the past lives, I guess you ask uh, – and. Look, science has even speaks, although they disregard it. science actually has proven I'm, that energy, I'm interested energy, in it. Yeah. So energy can't be destroyed, right? Science yeah. has yeah. proven that. Mm-hmm. Now, if you took a molecule of water, if I slow down its frequency, I've got a physical piece of ice that I can hold in my hand. I heat it up, it's in, in water, it'll take the shape of the container it's in. I heat it up even further, it becomes steam. It takes the Three-dimensional shape. I heat it up even further; it becomes invisible. But you put your hand into that chamber, it will take your peel your skin off. Superheated steam. Right? At any one time, I can cool that, uh, slow down the vibration of the molecular water and bring it right back to us. Right now, we ask, we think about deja vu. Where does that come from? Right, if you have not lived another life before. How do I, you see this face and you know them, see, you've seen them before, or you know you've met this person before, but you never have in this life, but you know them. You take up a sport or a hobby and you're a natural. You, you've never. So I, I for example, um, uh, trained in Kendo as well, which is Japanese swords. And I had the six months after I started training, or four months perhaps, I had the opportunity to train with some of the top 20 kendoists from Nittaidai University oh, wow. in Japan. Who are these guys would not believe that I had not been training for years, they wouldn't believe that I was only a novice of four months or six months. Through past life, I found I had been a part Mongol, part uh, Japanese. Uh, Mercenary in, in Mongolia, half caste. And in that, I saw there the, I was that side. So mean, I had similar features, more bulbous cheeks, the shaved head, the top knot, and blah, blah, blah. I'd seen through that through past life regressions. And that's when I knew why this kendo came so naturally to me.
0: Oh, wow. And I wrote a post of,
2: of some of my inspired poems in my books. So in my books, I write uh, three sections the journeys, which are physical things that happen in life. Mm-hmm. The inspired poems are my reflections, but it also reels back to some of my past life regressions or it captures a sense <laughs> of things that happen in this life, but mm-hmm. I've written it in an inspired way. Uh, and then the last third section is verses. I wrote this piece in my first book called The Days of War, mm-hmm. which talks about that, that, that uh, soldier in the, uh, the steppes. Uh, of Mongolia, that half-caste. Oh, wow. So I, I, can I read that?
3: I'll yes, yes.
0: I'm, that. I'm, I want to hear this one, absolutely. And again, I, I'm still trying to pull in just our our special wanting to speak with you. I know I, sometimes it hates me, so we're going to keep trying to pull our friend in while we hear this piece, so, so should I, I
1: nothing, leave it and see what happens? Sure. No, 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 I don't know, because I don't know. But, I mean, you should still... I mean, uh, Instagram hates...
0: <coughs> Sorry, I just removed Andy. Um, <laughs> go ahead. So um, I'm going to pull them back while we continue this conversation because I, I, I'm very fascinated by that. Um, okay. Because um, I feel like if I can uncover some of the there's some dust in the back yeah. covering yeah. it, cloud, yeah. clouding my mind, I can't quite see what's back there. So to hear you have this kind of experience and how that came through, I'm very fascinated by this.
2: And, uh, so I'm going to uh, bring
0: our friends back in while you talk.
2: The other thing that uh, quite often when you, uh, well, I find anyway when I travel, I can identify with many varied cultures. When I was moved to New Zealand for six months with mm-hmm. work, the the natives there, the Māoris, they accepted me as them. The Indigenous people here in Australia when I was travelling, uh, which mm-hmm. I'll read another piece about them, they took me into them and they took me as one of their mm-hmm. people because I could identify with these cultures now and I could relate and I knew very, it was like it was second nature. When I was with them, I was like them. Whether it's through the mm-hmm. Asian continent, whether it's through the subcontinent, whether it's through our indigenous people here or in New Zealand, wherever, and it's because I have lived those lives before. Because it just you feel you you automatically know this is mm-hmm. second nature to you, and you ask yourself why, where, mm-hmm. how. Now you know that uh, through those past journeys, I have lived these. I guess. I have- And some of these come to me in dreams, very vividly. So this piece, The Days of War. The Days of War. The sun sets over a barren land. Chill winds blow across the desert floor. Fierce battle raged through the days, and eerie silence fills the nights. Surviving soldiers return to camp, weary of body and tortured within. The bloodlust subsided, the need to prepare for the next morn Weapons must be sharpened Bodies must be rested For with the rise of another new dawn The call to arms will surely sound Back in the day There were no machines of war Life was taken By the plunge of a blade A soldier's arm Plunged the blade Taking a brother's life in vain A soldier's arm Tired with fatigue With each trust His heart withers as he watched his blood flow, life's blood flow on the parched soil of another's shore. Sun-baked soil drenched in blood, the coyotes feast well each night. Sitting alone after a meagre meal, the grey wolf laying at my feet, reflecting on my loved one and offspring, I sharpen my blade. The wolf in tow, I yearn for home, think of loved ones patiently waiting. The young yearn to play Wild and free My love's wish to lie by the hearth To return to what I cherish The price I pay Is the life of a brother A wife to not Widow or children Too often The price I I pay Is carry the burden For the ideal of someone else's dream Innocent lives Are laid to waste If the warlords fought their own battles many a soul will still walk free but this has never been the way soldiers were always the pawns of play innocent lives sacrificed so young lost souls wander in the dark the generals sing songs of glory hands unstained from blood of the fallen while soldiers again rebuild simple lives uphill upheaved by the days of war.
1: Wow! Wow! Again,
0: wow. I, Andy, I, you got you got to take it over for me. I got it because again, I just need a minute to process that whole. Yeah,
1: yeah that I'm very intrigued. speechless. Wow! Um. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead.
0: I just again. I. I really. Um completely in line with your philosophy, so to speak, and and your ability to take your own journey, your own experience, and the way you just so beautifully describe it. Again, I, I understand it's your vision, but it really connects on a universal level for me. Mm. And I again, I, I, I hate to say I'm selfish, but I'm selfish in that I wanna take the lessons for myself in this. <laughs> So I have, again, I just uh, the way you write, I'm just such a fan. And I, I again, I to, to to hear you today and the way you described yourself before, I, I just I feel like it's two different people, and, and it transcribed through the writing. Is, Andy, would you agree with me? And yeah, I'll try to get some yeah. other friends in.
1: Yeah, no, no, uh, I definitely agree. Um, it's interesting. Interesting how sometimes we look back in life and we realize, wow, like, like like in my case, um, I I used to be a very angry person before I came to the Lord. Um, I, I've been with the Lord since twenty thirteen, but the journey there wasn't easy. But before then, um, I was the kind of person that you know, yeah, people like hanging out with me, but if I was angry, I was gonna let you have it. Like I didn't care what it was, I didn't care who I hurt. As long as I proved my point, and I didn't realize how many people I was hurting by doing that. And it's just, you know, growing up was not an easy process for me, especially me dealing with, like, mental health and stuff like that. And, again, it's just one of those processes that, you know, nobody really sat down with me and really talked to me about life, because my dad was very you know, it came from a time that, especially Hispanic culture, they didn't really talk about that kind of stuff. Like, it was kind of forbidden. So I had to learn a lot of things on my own. And it's funny, it's interesting, because my sister, right, the way she grew up, she grew up understanding life was supposed to be this beautiful place. But then when she went out to the world, it was a whole different thing. I grew up with my dad always telling me, oh, no, you can't trust people. No, don't do that. Because every time you're in somebody, they're going to backstab you. And every time I made friends or I meet people, I was always looking for the worst of the worst to happen. And then and then when it did happen, I'm like, see, I knew it. I knew it. My father was right. You see, that's why I, sh- I shouldn't have been friends with you. And it was just like, the more I felt with disappointment, the more angry I got. The more angry I got, the more depression came in me. The more depressed I got, the more... I used to medicate my pain with, like, alcohol or, or drugs or cigarettes or whatever it was. Or even with eating, um, I don't really talk about this enough, but I struggle a lot with gluttony, even though I don't really look like that type. But then again, what does a glutton person look like? You know what I'm saying? But I do struggle like that in that way where sometimes I stress eat or if I'm depressed, depending how depressed I am, if it's really severe, I don't eat at all. But if it's not that severe, I eat a lot. And it's just something I struggle with, And It's just um, nowadays I've learned to be more aware in a way that it doesn't get to that point, even though it does get difficult. And, you know, me being, I'm the first-time father. My son is four years old. So it's like there's so many things I'm learning about myself through him. And it's just like, wow, like I didn't know I had that inside of me, you know. But I think that self-awareness and being Honest with yourself definitely helps a lot. I think when you walk in that journey of life, you know, um, like in my case, I'm just saying in my case, you know, because I do believe in God and stuff like that, too. So the fact that I've learned to accept what I wasn't willing to accept, because acceptance is something I struggle with a lot. And say like God's been shaking me a lot where I have to really just be still. And just walk around. Like, pray before you overthink. Be still before you start taking action. Because if you take action without being still and without actually trying to analyze the situation, you might make decisions that maybe that wasn't meant for. And then now you're suffering the consequences of something you could have thought about and really reworked everything before it got to that point. So that's something I'm really learning right now, this season of my life. That I'm learning to really be still and it's hard. Um, especially us men. <laughs> us yeah. men are very prideful beings. Rainer, yeah. <laughs> do you think the martial
0: arts helped
2: with some of this? Very much so. Very much so, because it helped to find that it's a combination of body, mind and spirit, right? So it's fine to have everything there, that what life should be, but you've got to have the strength to walk through that fire physically and within your fortitudinal sort of strength. So that gives you that confidence to walk through that fire, to, to shed aside those physical fears. And then the strength, it gives you, feeds the strength to start looking within, which takes more strength. Uh, I, I, to me, I'm the kind of person, if you told me there's six guys outside my door now with guns and knives, I would walk out there without any doubt. But if I met a woman that I wanted to give my heart to, that is my Achilles heel. My heart is my Achilles heel.
0: Cause um, I I hear that like that's tough to to give that side where uh, you have that discipline when it comes to um, more of a physical or anger or machismo yeah. so to speak. But um, to me, also like right now with um, everything I'm dealing with, to me it's a, like you said before finding a restraint almost. Like I'm going instead of blowing up or succumbing to like, like a deepness of the depression or wherever you're going to. Um, Overcome it with that restraint and strength. Yep. So, yep. and you and you kind of built that through martial arts and stuff like that as well. And continue yep. and welcome yep. everybody. It's to never given
2: it. me my heart being my, my Achilles' heel. It's mm-hmm. never stopped me from mm-hmm. giving my heart, mm-hmm. but I gave it shaking, and it was <laughs> it was <laughs> each step was challenging, right? And you asked before about healing and about mm-hmm. uh, to the travels. I had a piece called Life Search which encapsulates everything about my physical travels um through this continent, my inner travels, uh and about when I cross over through the mm-hmm. um through, through the paranormal, through, through dimensions, I guess through my experiences, it probably captures a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And and even uh you mentioned before on a global level, on a universal level, how we connect. Mm-hmm. That, this piece probably captures a lot of that and uh, probably gives more meaning to me, I guess. Oh, cool. Life, search, life search. Walking along the urban sprawls through night and day, busy streets and rain-splattered walkways, filled off many people, cloaked in coats of varied design, each in a hurry in search of goals with no time to pause. They all seek a peaceful life, filled with love, untainted. Traversing the wilderness from distant hills to desert lands, infrequent nomads pass by, headed to varied destinations. A friendly greeting, for we walk a common path through life, in search of deferring fulfilment, whatever that may be all ultimately seeking in harmony in life with a love pure and true. Journeying through the shadows of the valley of death, distraught souls lost in their way, eager hands reaching for help, desperately seeking release, they search for the light that shines so bright. Pausing at the edge, we touch through the veils separating our dimensions. We all seek for love unconditional so we may all dwell in heaven's peace cultures and creeds do not differentiate as people we are the same we search through life's experience searching a common goal within though we may at all times at times lose our way clouded by varied delusions the people of the nations are as one we search for the same peace and tranquility within wandered through love perfect and true wow
0: wow 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 perfect and true. Uh, perfect and true i mean yeah. absolutely i could the way that that ends it's just perfect and true i there's no other words to say that but that ends. What yeah. you think
1: no i agree i definitely agree um just real quick before um because we are reaching towards the end. And for those who are just joining us, mm-hmm. as you know, this is the first hour we were doing the interview with Rainer.
0: And when it's been,
1: yeah. Yes. <laughs> so if you're here for the open mic, that's going to start in the next, um, what, it, minutes. nine minutes? Yeah, 10 minutes. 10 sure. minutes, nine minutes. And then what we're going to do is, like we always do, uh, once this interview ends, we restart the live. I drive the car, and then yeah. that's when the open mic lives, you know, begin. But yeah. for those who just joined Fair us, thank way. you for joining us. Uh, thank you for yeah. the support Absolutely. that you've been showing so us. Um, and
0: Rainer, thank you for joining us tonight, too, for a yeah. way to start off to another incredible, our first May, our Cinco de Mayo, you know, uh, celebration. Oh. And-
1: Yes, so I had it. tacos well, we'll for get dinner.
0: To that for uh, the open mic, but um, uh, those of us most. Um, um guess, question. I'm not, well, here my, apparently I'm driving the car, Rainer, but apparently the doors are locked, so I have been struggling to get our friends back in. But we're still fine, just the three of us. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm going to continue to try and get somebody on. Yeah. Team, right, have a guest back on. Yeah, so I have my. The, the yeah.
1: It, yeah, looks like Instagram's giving issues because now you can't even invite anybody back in. I, I'm really sorry about that, guys. I don't know why that's happening. When we, but, cars,
0: um... well, when we change cars, we'll make sure all the doors are unlocked. <laughs> all
1: right. right. But,
2: but it, it, thank you for having me here, too. It's been a great uh, oh, a great honor. And it's really lovely to spend time with you both and, yeah. uh, so, and show, yeah. hopefully show what I'm about. And yeah. I don't, I don't Absolutely. have any shudders.
0: So. Oh, well... What- no that's good, you that. know whoa, whoa, whoa. It's, no no Andy, we should God.
1: definitely do a part two eventually we should do another we should definitely do a part two, but I wanted to ask you about your books because yes. you have two books right if I'm not mistaken yep yeah so the
2: first one
1: so, uh, yeah.
2: a couple of the pieces like that different walks in life and all in the first book uh, Life, the Journey of the Soul, all available through Amazon and Barnes and Noble, plus the links in my bio on i g and the second one, which came out this year, was a continuation of that. So, that search for life and so forth is growth, enlightenment of the soul. Um, back to uh, some of the pieces. Uh, I was going to read that piece about this uh, in my interlude with the indigenous people here in the middle of. Uh, have we got time? We've got yes. about six minutes. I like, squeeze that in. Oh, no, of
0: course we have time yeah. for you, right? Go for
2: it. Uh, and so, that's in the second book as well. Um, it's called Red Dirt Sunset. Standing on solid rock, I gaze up at the bright blue sky, A vivid rainbow serpent arch across the sky overhead, prompting memories of brighter times in days long gone by. Flying among silver clouds, dancing on rainbows in heavenly glee, then as I breathe in, a reminder that I still stand on solid ground. Returning to reality I resume my trek through the barren land storms ahead red dirt rises violently in the strengthening winds soon it will infiltrate every pore of my being akin to a new love at first the red silica grains will soon choke akin to a love when it has fallen at each desert storm rises as each desert storm rises in earnest It soon subsides in a red dirt sunset. In the distance, I see the campfires of a nomadic tribe. Perhaps I will head their way, share a meal and sit for a while. With some luck, a man of medicine can heal this heavy heart of mine, lighten the burdens I carry within, set me free to run in the wild. The sky is aflame as red dirt hangs in the air lit by the setting sun. Approaching the campfire, wild men look at me with apprehension. Soon the tension eases. I am offered a meal of meat and yams. An intoxicating liquid reaches my lips. Soon I drift in mild relaxation. As I dance to tribal music, young maidens giggle behind cupped hands. I carry a heart absent of love, but I dance under a red dirt sunset. The medicine man looks at me in the morn, a quizzical stare in his eyes, placing a gnarled hand on my heart, a vile serum he makes me drink. He simply says, now go on your journey, find in you what is missing. I resumed my trek, leaving singular footprints on the barren red sands, searching for myself I keep walking till the next red, red dirt sunset finds me. Wow.
0: Oh, my gosh, of course. Yeah. And he acted like we weren't going to allow him to showcase that piece of uh, wow. poetic work here.
2: <laughs>
0: Again, and uh, please forgive me, is that is that from the first book or the new book?
2: That's in the new book.
0: That's what I thought, um, yeah. the new book. But even though it's a new book, I have to imagine you have something up your sleeve coming down the way, perchance. Are you working on something else? It's oh, funny.
1: Um,
2: uh Uh, I write, uh, I don't plan, I don't Mm -hmm. write by numbers or plan by scripts, I just write when it feels right Mm -hmm. and after, soon after I released the second book, I was interviewed by Kate Delaney on America Tonight that goes across the states Mm -hmm. and she asked me that question and as soon as I held a physical copy of this book Uh in my hand, the author's review copy, Uh the title for the next one came into my head and that so that's I'm working on that now and it's called Love, The Soul Finds Peace. Oh Love. my gosh, we got a, wow. another
0: exclusive, Andy, another exclusive. Unraveled yeah, in- you heard it here first <laughs> on Unraveled. we international, baby, and we always get the exclusive. So the third book that our darling Rainer is going to have is Love, The oh soul, my- I- soul Finds Peace. I, I wrote The Soul. I'm like, wait a minute. There's more than that. The Soul Finds Peace. That's definitely a book we yeah. are all waiting for. I know I'm, that's the book I need to read. So I guess sure. it makes,
2: wow. makes that chill. Oh. Uh, yes, life, yes the absolutely. The soul growth enlightenment of the soul and love, the soul finds peace. Hopefully oh I'll gosh. find peace in my heart before I take my last breath. <laughs> <Yeah>. You
1: know? <laughs> oh, brilliant. man. Well, you know what? You, uh, when I die, I want you my funeral to be joyful.
0: Recycle yeah. through. So hopefully, I know, with the, yeah. the whole
1: uh, energy transference. Yeah. And, you
0: know, all yeah. energy. Amen. I, Look, I'm on yeah. cloud nine right now. I know. What if I
2: was, to, if I was to leave something to the people listening, I have probably got, and most of my family and friends would vouch for this, I've probably got more scars in my heart than people have had hot dinners. Mm. Through that, they're mm. all blessed people. I have had many joys in my life. Uh, if, if I was to take my last breath right now, I can honestly say I will not have any regrets. Wow. I've got no, no unfulfilled desires or dreams. Perhaps the only thing is, uh, my son is now an adult and we're the best mm-hmm. of friends, we're oh, wow. more than we're father and son, we're friends, uh, even last night we had dinner. Um, the hard only hard. Regr- regret I probably would have is not see. say, uh, uh, he's an adult. But not seeing him with a family of his own, I guess, and mm-hmm. seeing that. That's probably the only regret I have. But I know I can watch him from wherever I am, like mm-hmm. my father watched me. So
0: I think So he just has that a family yet or is He's got a
2: partner so, and he's got oh, his own so, home and things like that that no kids of his own and man, things. But man, I, think I think that's probably, you know, next few years I think that's um, wouldn't surprise me if that happened very soon. Could have done the line. Um that's wonderful. But, I think uh, my message to, to people are life can be a bitch at times, right? It can really hurt. It can put us on fire. It can drown. You feel like... The scariest thing. Yeah, with no escape. All those, um, sometimes if you think as a parent you send your child to school, you see them struggling in school, no, but you know it's for their good, right? Mm-hmm. So through these fires that we walk, through the pain, through the hurts, through the traumas in life, we yeah. grow and we, and it's that growing, within i think if you take the time to learn those lessons to grow i think then uh, that pain that event has served its purpose
0: thank you honestly that's seriously what i needed to hear in this exact moment because
3: in this moment
0: a lot of us are going through some things and pain is very difficult especially when sometimes the hardest decision you have to make is to take care of yourself and if by taking care of yourself it can almost be misconstrued as something yeah. else and yeah. it's been through that pain you have to kind of grieve and and understand the choices you make are, are for yeah. your and everybody else's benefit but wow i mean again i'm not there yet i'm still yeah. learning my lessons mm. so uh, again, wow,
1: I think we're always I mean, learning it, it never
2: stops you know and i think yeah I think it's not shying away from that is probably vital. I I always look at life like imagine if you're standing at the bottom of a mountain. Mm -hmm. Yes, you look up the top and you go, holy hell, that's a long way up. You look at it so you've got an idea where to go, but Mm -hmm. then you only focus on the next step and the next step and the next step because then when you're 100 steps up, suddenly the view is different, right? But if you looked at the very top, you think, "God, I've got no strength to make this." But if you only look at it, know where you go and know the challenge that you're accepting. But only focus on the next step, the next step, the next step. Don't try to get from A to from start to end uh, without walking through the steps. I think looking at that progressively is key and vital.
0: And I, I will say, for somebody who has, like, I guess, uh, could say if- I would recommend uh, doing a running program because that's something that will definitely teach you that because uh, I used to be very unhealthy and then through running and again, I've done half marathons. And then you think, Oh my gosh, it's so it's when you get that to that six miles, it's like nothing until you get, then you get to the 10 miles. It's nothing, but absolutely yeah. so overwhelming when you first start. But what do they say? A road to a thousand miles it starts with one stop, Andy. I know I messed that up but wow
1: Nah, i get
2: Again,
0: you what did i say andy our our friend raider is going to bring the wonderful light and love and blessings that we all needed to hear tonight absolutely um because we are wrapping up can we please have one more piece andy from our friend rayner before um turn the right,
1: car off? we're already two um, minutes over uh, but yeah that's so fine more.
0: or do, can rayner will you please join us and will you open the open mic can we have him join you first for Definitely. the open mic
1: Happy
0: to do all right so i'm turn the car off please join us Andy's going to get in the driver's and seat. then i'll take over and right then gonna yeah. honor us by opening up uh, the open mic and um, i'll see y'all there awesome thank say- you thank again. again my,
2: Bye, my heart's we'll gratitude say. to angela and andy thank you very much for this it's been a blessing and a privilege and an yes. honor and my friends i love uh, the energy that you guys bring and the valid points you guys discuss and love it really do well you
0: brought the points tonight right. for sure. I needed to hear everything
1: you said. So, thank yes. you so much. See you, all right, See you on, on the other channel. All Bye. All right.
0: Bye.